Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to Sugar Coated Murder Podcast, a brilliant true crime podcast hosted by two zany sisters, all while baking up delicious treats in their kitchen. Here are your podcast hosts, Karen Devaney and Ann Varner. Well, sugar, here we are. We made it back. We came back. You're COVID free. I think I'm COVID free, but I will tell you I am not over COVID. Right. Well, I think it takes a really long time to get over COVID. I took a two and a half hour nap again today. Right. And we are both having breathing issues, but taking the inhaler at night before we go to bed does help. Right. That's good. But um, we just don't have our energy back. And I guess the doctor told my hubby, it takes months and we have to just be patient. Right. They didn't mention our age. Thank God. Oh, I have a feeling that has something to do with it. (laughs) I don't know. I don't think so. But I think it just, your body is still fighting it. But you still don't have your sense of smell back. I don't have my sense of smell. I did finally get my sense of taste back, but it is a little off on some things. Right, right, So there are things that I eat that I think, I know I've eaten this before and have enjoyed it. (laughs) And right now I'm not enjoying it. Right. So that's kind of bothersome, but I mean, you know, I'm not going to starve to death. But you smelled the bourbon. And I smelled it and I tasted it. It's so good. It's so good. So guys, today we are hitting the bourbon bottle. And for Christmas, from a very special person who was my secret Santa, that's what made him special. I don't want him to think he's special in any other way, <laughs> except he is engaged to my daughter. He bought me a bottle of Noah's Mill bourbon. It's genuine bourbon whiskey, and it says it's handmade in the hills of Kentucky. Woo! It is so delicious. It is 114 proof. And it is very, 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 very good. It is a smooth operator. It It really is. So we took a little taste with no other, like just neat. And then we decided we needed some ice and a little floater of Coke tonight, just so that I don't fall out on the floor before the end of the episode. (laughs) Right. Because this is really your first liquor drinking since you got the COVID. Yes. We're not sure how your body's even going to react. I have no idea. I'm just happy I can taste it. And it tastes good. (laughs) I was very worried about my bourbon liking because I did get two really nice bottles of bourbon. Yeah, so, no. for Christmas. So I don't, I don't want them to go to waste. No, no, good heavens. No. So we're back. We have. Um, there's been some changes, some updates there since. Updates. My gosh, we we're got actually new mics. we got new microphones. We're actually trying to be real podcasters. Yeah, it's they're, crazy. They're kind of wireless, so we each have our own mic pack. It's it's a little fancy it's for fancy. us. But I will tell you that we joined a new network called Believe B L E A V, but it's pronounced Believe, like you believe and I believe and we believe. So God bless them. They're trying to make us into real po- podcasters. <laughs> The first thing they suggested was to get some mics that hook to us and not the mic that is just like the standalone mic. And hopefully that will help with some feedback. And they also had us buy some carpets for the kitchen. So I'm on a carpet runner and sitting on standing in the kitchen right now on a big carpet. It's weird to have carpet on my kitchen, but I only will only keep it down for the podcast. Yeah, and she'll just she'll she'll we'll roll that back up as part of our cleanup session. But the nice thing is 
Trout's quite comfortable on the carpet in the kitchen licking With his, his bowl, lick mat so. while his mama is baking. Hopefully so. that'll take We're care of We're hoping that's going to solve some problems. So we'll And see. listen, we couldn't have done this whole rug buy-in, microphone upgrade situation if we hadn't been selling our Killa Vanilla. I know. So thank you so for everybody thank you. that So did we that. were able to use... Um, proceeds from Kilo Vanilla and then just a little bit out of our pockets. It, and we we had a little buy me a coffee money. We had so some buy me good. a coffee money. Yeah. So we really appreciate yeah. it. It's things like that. You think, oh, I'm only giving them five bucks here. I'm only buying a thing of vanilla. And you know, what's the big deal? It really makes a difference because we squirrel away that money until we have a big purchase. And then it really helps us not have to pull so much of our um, personal funds, right. over, especially at Christmas, we were buying the microphone right after Christmas yeah. and the rugs and everything. And we were able to do that. Thank you so much yes, for supporting thank us. You. Speaking of Kilo Vanilla, we've got a new batch ready yes, to go. Yes, it is. I'm so excited. So, um, I think we just sold two bottles. We did. We sold two bottles. They got shipped out today. Thank you, Jamie. Yes. You know who you are. You know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we're, we're very, very excited. So during my nap today, I just want you to know I had, I was having some wild dreams, but one of the things that I dreamed, well, one thing that I dreamed was that my husband and I were in a huge department store Oh, and we kept laying down in these really weird places and taking a nap. (laughs) (laughs) I must've been really tired in my nap. Oh my. And as I was, as we were doing it, I would get up and then I would lose my wallet. Oh gosh. And then we would have to go look for my wallet. It was quite hysterical. Oh, that's but funny. Before I dreamed that, what I dreamed that was that you and I had sent out prayer boxes for Christmas to prayer all of our listeners. Oh, wow. Look we at made us. them. They looked like little Chinese food boxes in I, miniature. Wow. And they had prayers for each listener. We were very crafty. Wow. Sorry, guys, that you never got your prayer boxes. That was but I a woke dream. up and thought, my God, who did we send prayer boxes we to? We did not. We, we did Christmas cards. We did not do prayer boxes. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's something we're supposed to do next year. I'm not sure. I don't know where the prayer box came from. I don't know if I'm a the right person to send out a prayer I'm box. I'm not the person to send out a prayer. First of all, I'm not the person to craft anything. No, we're not. <laughs> no, we are, no. No, we're not crafty. We're crappy. As per <laughs> the last year when we tried to do all the Christmas crafts uh-huh. and our peppermints melted into big globs of yuck because we live in South Carolina. And we never considered the humidity. And humidity. <laughs> yeah, lessons learned. So anyway, that's our big update news. It's been, it's been quite an adventure with this new um, network. And they have looked, there's over 400 podcasts on this network. A lot of them are sports. So if you're a big sports fan, there is a sports podcast in there for you. I can, I can guarantee it. And then they've also got some pop culture, a little bit of true crime, some, you know, brewski liquor stuff. I mean, it's, it's pretty cool. But it's there's nice. only one of us. There is only one of us. And that's a law in the land. A law in the land. <laughs> it's a law. There can only be one sugar <laughs> sister podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there's only one of me and there's only one of you. All right. So I'm in the kitchen this week. I know. And what are you baking? I found a recipe for a remake of a Little Debbie oatmeal cake. And that is my favorite Little Debbie. I was looking for oatmeal something because we got winter weather here in Uh Charleston right now. 
It's, uh, I know that those of you that are out where the real winter weather happens, y'all are probably y'all laughing, probably at, laughing us. at us. It's 37 but, degrees here. Um, they're calling but, for one tenth of an inch of ice here. And we have shut and it down. The whole city is shut down. But that's okay. Shut down. Because you have to be safe when it comes to ice. Yes, that's true. So I did see a meme that said, if you're not used to driving in the snow or ice, act like you're taking grandma to church and you yeah, got gravy and tea and yes, and I thought that was really cute that you've got um, a bucket of chicken and two gallons of iced tea on the back seat and grandma's in a brand new dress in the front seat with a crock pot full of gravy <laughs> <laughs> or just don't go. Daddy always told me to pretend like there was an egg between my foot and the gas pedal. Yes. So I had to do not break that egg and don't press on the brake. Don't press the brake. If you start spinning, turn into the spin. Or just let your, just let it go. Take, Jesus, take the wheel. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. So I'm excited for your oatmeal pie. Yes. It's, a, it's not a, it's not a hard recipe. It's, um, where'd you get it? It's from a place on the interweb called sugarysweets.com. Well, you know, we love that place. Sugarysweets.com. Oh. And the yeah. cookie is just a basic um, cookie, but you use margarine. I mean, when's the last time I used margarine? I didn't margarine? even know they sold margarine anymore. Well, they don't sell a very lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> mm -mm. I feel I almost spit out my very expensive bourbon. Unless, but I don't know. Like, is um, is I can't believe it's not butter. Is that margarine? I don't it's know not what margarine butter. is. I don't know because grandma used to call it all oleo. Right. <laughs> so I just filmed the box that said margarine on good it and for got you. that. Good yeah. For you. Or you could use Crisco. The one I'm... box from 1987. <laughs> it's still good. <laughs> oh, yeah. It doesn't. No I don't expiration. think margarine ever goes <laughs> to waste. No, I don't think it ever expires. So you whip all your ingredients up and um, you scoop them by the tablespoon onto a parchment lined paper and you cook them for, I think it's six minutes. Eight to ten minutes. Oh, that that's good to know. But it's very important to <laughs> always read your directions. That's a big kitchen tip for us. I read them. I just forgot. <laughs> I just don't overcook them because you don't want them to be crisp. You know, an oatmeal cookie needs it's supposed to be, to be soft. A little Debbie oatmeal cookie needs <gasps> to be soft. And then what are you going to put in between? Girl, marshmallow fluff and our angel cream. Our angel cream. That oh we use. my gosh, I'm yes. so excited. I cannot wait for this. Very I really exciting. need this. It's going to pair well with bourbon. Well, I don't know if I'm going to give you one because you can't taste that. It'll be wasted. I said I got my taste back. I can oh. taste some stuff. Okay. All right. It's well, just we'll weird see. what I can and cannot taste. I'll let you have one. Yeah, I appreciate that. And while I'm slaving in the kitchen, what are you going to be doing? I have a murder to discuss. Fantastical. I have a murder to discuss. So I'm going to talk about a family. Oh. Because we... Our family. And this is not, this doesn't have a sister in it. Huh. I'm talking about the Hayes family. Jeremy, Ginger, and baby Nicholas. Baby Nicholas is 11 months. Oh, I know. Him's just a wee one. A little tiny baby. So June 30th, 2001, the Hayes family and, and Ginger's brother, Tony, her younger brother, Tony. 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 They leave Myrtle Beach, South Kakalaki where they had been visiting her family and they start their drive home back to the Hampton Roads, Virginia Beach, Virginia area. Oh, okay. Jeremy was a sergeant that was stationed at Langley Air Force Base. I'm familiar with that area. Me too. Along the way, they decide to stop in Greenville, North Carolina, and they pull off and park at a CVS. Pretty safe, you would think. <laughs> 
they decide because they want some snacks. Yeah, and drinks. Needs a snack. And instead of stop, they didn't need gas. They just needed snacks. They just needed snacks and drinks. And so they decided, okay, we'll pull over and we'll. Maybe somebody needed a lotion or a chapstick. Or they could have needed a baby wipe. Or a wipe. An ointment. (laughs) Maybe they, perhaps they needed an ointment. A moisturizer. You don't don't know. know. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Jeremy and Tony go into the CVS and Ginger stays out in the car to change Nicholas's diaper. (laughs) Ginger is doing exactly what all of us have done. She's standing outside the car with the passenger back door (sighs) open. She has Nicholas laid on the seat. She's leaning over and she's changing her baby's diaper. Simple. We've done it a million times. A million times. Just Without like that. even thinking about it. No. Well, we will think about it now. Yes. When Jeremy and Tony come back out, there's no car. <gasps> there's no ginger. What? And there's no baby. Holy smokes. So they thought, uh, she's playing a joke on us. Oh, so they right. go over to a cell phone. No, it's not a cell phone. <laughs> It was a pay phone. It was something back then called a pay phone. And they start calling these cell phones in the car. No answer. And I'm like, what the heck? In the meantime, there's a postal worker who had been in the parking lot and had witnessed a man shove a woman into the back seat of her car and then force her up into the front, into the passenger seat. And then he gets in the driver's seat and off he drives in the Ford Focus. Oh, no. And this Ford Focus is owned by Jeremy and Ginger. The postal worker calls 911 and yes. reports exactly what they saw. Postal workers unite. I know. God bless a postal worker. They're everywhere and they're not scared to say something. They say it. Yes, they do. Then the postal worker sees Jeremy and Tony standing there with this very verklempt look on their face like, what the? Right. And the postal worker goes over and says, I just witnessed your wife being kidnapped. Oh, no. I know. So the, then Jeremy calls the police as well and fills the police in on who's been kidnapped and says, it's, it's my wife, Ginger, and our baby, Nicholas. Immediately, um, a police officer was in the area and probably within 60 seconds pulls into the CVS to see what's going on and starts taking the report. So things are happening very quickly. Yeah. A bolo goes out for the car immediately. An alert goes out for a kidnapping of Ginger and Nicholas with a good description of the car, the tag, everything, which God bless Jeremy, because I wouldn't know the damn tag. I don't know the tag of my car. Right. I don't know. I don't have my memorized. Me neither. I would have to pull my insurance card out of my wallet. Which would be in your car, probably. Right. Yeah. Well, if I'm a guy, that would be in my oh, wallet. Oh, it would be in your yeah. wallet. And I keep, probably. Because they send you two. I they do. And I'm going to tell you, probably a guy is going to know. Yeah. Something tells me a guy is going to know his license plate number, at least part of it. Right. Okay. So the, the BOLO goes out. The description, even the description of the attacker goes out because the postal worker was able to get a pretty good description. Oh, wow. So about an hour later, Ginger is seen on video at the Hunter Hill Food Lion in Rocky Mount, North Carolina, buying batteries and using her debit card to withdraw $100. Okay. On the video with her is a man who is seen standing very close behind her and whispering in her ear the entire time. Ginger looks terrified. So police recognize the man on the video immediately as Andre Edwards, and they go looking for him. We're coming for you, Andre. That's right. So meanwhile, less than an hour after appearing on the Food Lion video, Andre shows up at a friend's house driving 
a red Ford Focus with Virginia plates. Mm. He is bragging about a girl he met from Virginia, and she has given him some jewelry. Oh. A gold chain, some bracelets, and some rings. And he is very proud to show those off. Oh, no. So eventually, police catch up with Andre and take him to the police station. In the interview, Andre denies everything. Of course he does. He says the witnesses are lying about him. Oh, for heaven's sake. Right. Police ask him to at least help find the baby. We need to know where the baby is, hoping that Nicholas is still alive. Andre says, I don't know what you're talking about. He denies being in Greenville. He denies driving a red Ford Focus. He denies meeting a woman from Virginia. He denies being at a food lion. And he denies knowing who Ginger is. Oh, my gosh. So at that point, detectives notice some blood on his clothes. So they take them and some blood on his shoes. So they take those. Andre still denies everything. Later that evening, a man is walking his dog, Charlie. Out and out, out, out. I, I went out to Minnesota for a minute. Minnesota. I'm going to come back to the Kakalakis now. <laughs> out for a walk in a field near his house in Nash County. Charlie, the dog, alerts on something in the field and thinking it was a, oh, God, I must have been hungry because I meant to say snake, but I totally wrote snack. <laughs> He noticed a snack. snack. (laughs) I must have been hungry when I wrote this. (laughs) Thinking it was a snake, he walked over to check it out and and to call Charlie back so Charlie doesn't get hurt. And when he does, the man finds a baby lying face down amongst briars and honeysuckle. Stop what you're saying right this minute. You stop it. I can't stop because I'm in the story now and I don't have another one prepared. Take it back. I can't do it. Skip this part. I'm not doing it. So this baby is only wearing a diaper Mm. and is surrounded by flies. Oh, God. So the severely. You really have to say that? I can't. I can't. I can't. I have to do it. The severely sunburned baby is not moving. And about four yards away, it actually was 54. No, it was 50 feet, four yards. I I did math. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. About four yards away, a woman was lying on the ground, bloody, beaten, and still. The man gets Charlie and runs back to his house and calls police to report the two dead bodies. When police arrive and they approach the scene, little Nicholas raises his head. He's alive, but near death. Oh, my God. He's rushed to a hospital. He has suffered first and second degree sunburn, scratches and severe dehydration. A pediatric ER Dorkter. Dorkter. I'm not sure where, what country I went to Dorkter. there. Dorkter. Dorkter. Maybe. Hello, Dorkter. Dutch. The Dor- Dutch. Dor- what's Dorkter. the Dutch? <laughs> what's the Dutch, Dutch country? I don't know. Anyway, they said that Nicholas would not have survived the night if Charlie had not found um, the baby when he did. Charlie the dog. I'm giving Charlie all the credit. I know the man is the one that ran for help, but I'm just giving Charlie all the credit. Right. I don't blame you. Unfortunately, Ginger was not alive. Right. I'm sorry. She had been raped and strangled and beaten severely. Oh, Ginger. She had lived for about two hours as she died face down in the dirt and bleeding near her baby. Dear God in heaven. Lady, lady, lady. Damn it, I'm going to have some more bourbon. Oh, God. Oh, Lordy. I'm going to have to take a swallow myself. Oh, God, that's so flipping good. Thank you, Noah's Mill. I love you. Uh-oh, I have to sneeze. Oh, no, God bless you. Cover yourself. <laughs> <laughs> we'll 
what do you do when you have like when you're wearing a mic and you have to speak? I look up that turn it off. But that if it turn it off, it doesn't mm-hmm. hear. It's, no, I don't you know. Can't. We're edit, just going to have edit, to edit, edit, edit. or not. Uh, please. <laughs> Anywho, I meant to say later, not lady. Lady, <laughs> hey lady. Later, the autopsy. Heavens to Betsy! I needed. Excuse me while I guzzle. Oh, maybe oh. you do need a guzzle. You need a guzzler. Oh yeah. I know I can talk now. Okay. Later, the autopsy would reveal that Ginger had a broken neck along with fractures to her skull from at least four blows with a heavy object across her shoulders and back. She had circular marks that showed rust in them. What? I know. She had died from trauma to her head and neck. All of her jewelry was missing. All of it. Isn't that interesting? So Nicholas is treated and released from the hospital to Jeremy. Thank you. Jeremy takes Nicholas to Virginia without a mother for his child and without his wife. Ginger Hayes was 23 years old. Oh, my Lord. 23. She was just a baby herself. I know. Andre is arrested. And upon arrest, well, I don't know why it said upon arrest because they already took the man's clothes. So I think when they took his clothes, this is when they figured it out. Right. But he had all of Ginger's jewelry in his pocket. At the time that Andre kidnapped and murdered Ginger Hayes, he had been charged with 57 crimes in various jurisdictions, mostly in North Carolina. 57. Shame on North Carolina for letting yes. him walk the street. Convictions of weapons shame. charges, assault, shame, shame, robbery. Shame. He had dodged jail time in most of his convictions. The most that he served was 15 months at a time. But if the system had not worked in his favor, he would have been in jail instead of in Greenville in a CVS parking lot to rape and murder and kidnap Ginger and almost kill that baby. Oh, my. That is just terrible. (laughs) So by the time the case went to court, Nicholas was three years old and Jeremy had remarried. God bless his heart. And he was expecting a child with his wife. He actually missed one day of court because the woman went into labor and had her baby. Oh, for <laughs> my goodness. Actually, it wasn't court. I think it was sentencing that he met one day of sentencing. But he was there. Right. He was there for everything. The DNA on the rusty, the DNA that was found on a rusty tire rim at the scene told investigators that that was the murder weapon. He had found a rusty tire rim. Wow. And beat her with it until she died. Oh, my Gosh. So Andre is convicted on 11 counts, including first degree murder, first degree attempted murder, rape, two kidnapping charges. This guy's gone, right? Well, I certainly hope so. Well, just hold on to your britches. Oh, my goodness. So at the sentence hearing, they, of course, they're pushing for the death penalty because this guy really at this point, it's it's 57 strikes. You're out. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, like you're done. You're mister. done. It's Plus, over. 57 plus 11. Hold on. I'm going to do that math. 68. I'm doing it in the air. Give me a minute. (laughs) 68 convictions against him. You got it. It's done. We're done. We need to wipe him out. Sorry if he has family that gives a shit about him, but I don't. Anyway, in the death penalty sentencing phase, two of the 12 jurors freaking hold out. (gasps) Why? Did the DNA on his pants match? No. Okay. So he got convicted. Oh, this is the sentencing. sentencing. Oh, for the death penalty. Okay. For the death penalty. And there were two holdouts. So the man, once again, the system worked in his favor and he did not get the death penalty. 
So he got life. So he got life with no parole. Okay. Okay. But I'm just telling you in today's age, ain't no guarantees. Well, there's just no freaking no guarantee. guarantees with the death penalty either. I understand. But with the, okay, you're right. There's no guarantees <laughs> there with the no justice guarantees. system anymore. No. So um, after the sentencing, Ginger's dad said the system had worked once again for Andre Edwards and the system had failed Ginger. And yes, I have indeed. to agree with him. Uh, me too. So I will tell you that I read an interview um, with Jeremy, the, the husband, um, that took place about a week after the murder happened. Mm-hmm. And they were, the reporter was asking about Nicholas and he said, I know that the professionals have all told me that he won't remember this because he's too young. Right. He said, but I watch him sleep at night and I can tell you, I can see the trauma. Oh golly. Why did he you say he, that? He flinches and jumps and cries out in his sleep mm. every single time he falls asleep. Mm-mm. So I, I'm sorry, but that, that boy is going to suffer. All of his life. I know that he he'll grow up and may not remember all of it, but there's something in his brain that witnessed it. It's there. It's just sad. It's very sad. Isn't it? I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, too. Anyway, um, there was a huge funeral for Ginger Hayes and she is buried in shallow North Carolina. Oh, wow. How so, about that? And shallow is kind of in between Wilmington and Myrtle Beach on the North Carolina, South Carolina border. I think that's where. Her family originated from, you know, they lived in Myrtle Beach, but I think they originated from there and that's where they had a family plot. Right. So, um, and Jeremy has gone on with his life. And like I said, he remarried and they had at least one child, but I got to tell you this thing, this case really stood out for me because Ginger was doing something that you and I have done a million times. Oh yeah. A million people have done it a million times. And I'm sorry that I am kind of a, hard ass about this, but I think as Americans, as no, as humans, we should have the right to change our baby's diaper in a CVS parking lot in the car and be safe. Right. Without getting bludgeoned to death and raped. Yeah. And then dying. And then your child almost dying because of being left out in the elements. Like he literally trash. He tossed that baby out like trash. Yeah. He has no regard for human life. I can only hope that in prison, He suffers every single day, every day. I know I'm supposed to forgive Lord Jesus. I hope you understand that that's just one of my things I can't do. I can't do it. (laughs) Lord Jesus, please, please forgive me for not forgiving. But I have a hard time with it when somebody can do that, not just to a woman. And the woman, she was practically a girl. She was 23. Right. And then her baby, her 11 month old baby, and he got a hundred dollars and some jewelry. That's all he freaking got. What a jackass. Yeah. And the Ford Focus was a rental. So, and and that's not even, it's not like he was trying to steal a Cadillac or a Mercedes or God forbid, a Lincoln. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, that's my case. And I'm, I'm just real sorry. RIP Ginger Hayes and little Nicholas. I hope that your life is full of nothing but joy joy and happiness and comfort and safety from now on. Yes. So there you have it. That was a good story, Sugar. It was tough to hear, though. It was a, it was a good story. It was tough, and there was a lesson there. There was a lesson. Be careful about. You just have to have a buddy system these days. Not just a buddy system, but you can't. You when you when your people leave you in the car, Lock it has it. to be the doors have to be closed. It has to be locked. I don't care if you have to take the baby seat 
and put it in the front seat and put the baby on and then change the baby like that. I don't care what you do. Right. You cannot be in a, near a car with unlocked doors. Like you can't be in it next to it halfway in, halfway out, whatever. Right. It, it, you just can't do it. So I'm very sorry that that happened to Ginger. Because Me too. How traumatic that must have been for her. And how traumatic for her husband and her son. I know. I mean, the guilt. So anyway. Wow. Can we just talk about something else, please? I'm really <laughs> depressed. I'm having a hard time with it. <laughs> um, well, my first batch of cookies have come out, and they really do look like oatmeal pie cookies. cookies. I know. They're nice and round. They're yeah. all uniform. So I'm very excited about They're that. They're kind of soft. It took more than 10 minutes though, for them to cook in my oven. Okay. So I just set it at eight and then I did two minute increments after to see how they would turn out. And I really am measuring them. I'm taking a tablespoon and putting it into a like a cookie scooper thing to try and get them uniform. And you're doing a good job. Thanks. They look real good. They Thanks. look professional. Thank you. That's mm -hmm. what I strive for. I know it is. I know. So I think maybe we could take a break and yeah, we could take a break. We don't really even have to. Well, we do kind of have to switch a little bit because I can't be making things while I'm talking about my murder. But no. I have a murder too to talk about. I know you do. I know. So we'll take a break and maybe you can get that fluff going. I'll get the fluff going. And then um, we'll come back on when everything is ready to go and then you can talk about your moida sounds good and we're going to play a promo on our break so stay Ooh, tuned that's exciting the super familiar with the wilson's podcast you know that family whose house you hung out in when you were a kid the house was a little loud and chaotic but always fun and sometimes felt more home than home well that's us we're the Wilsons, and we welcome you into our podcast with silly chat, ridiculous games, and interviews with interesting people. Like a spin doctor. The super familiar with the Wilsons podcast. Welcome home. And we're back. Hey, look at us. And somehow we managed to get back. I know. We found our way back. Oh, I can't take my glasses off. And uh, unfortunately, Trout has finished all of the, like, mat. And, and he's, he's had a treat. A and now he wants to be held. And it's quite honestly too hot right now to hold him. I know we mentioned it was winter weather here. And it is winter weather. But because I was a little frightened by the concept that my power could go out sometime in the middle of the night or tomorrow. Because we're supposed to get one tenth of an inch of ice, hmm? I decided to crank the heat up in my apartment to keep it warm. That and now sense. I'm just freaking hot. It's hot because then you had the oven on yeah, and we've been drinking some bourbon. So I had to go outside and stand for a minute. It is nice and cold out. It's <laughs> nice out there. Um, and your dog, well, he's standing on the carpet. So okay. Well, maybe he'll just settle maybe down. He'll just I hope settle. So. Settle right. down. What are you going to talk about? I'm going to talk about. A murder that happened in Ord, Nebraska. Ord. Ord. O-R-D. That's, that's definitely Ord. Ord, Nebraska. And I don't believe we've ever done one in Nebraska. Not to my knowledge. Yeah. So And I can Nebraska. tell you that when this happened... Oh, anyway, I'll get to it. Okay. Hello, Nebraska. Hello, Nebraska. May 31st, 1989, Kathy Beard headed to the Someplace Else Tavern. Someplace else. She wanted to have a few drinks and chat up with her friends. 31-year-old mm -hmm. Kathy worked as a hostess and waitress at someplace else. That's fun. And she regularly, 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 regularly 
hung out at the bar. At around 6.30 that night, witnesses saw Kathy and another local, John Old Son. Now, it's important, Old Son, because there is a person that comes to play later in the story, and his name is Old Son. Oh, Lord. Right. John Oldson. They walk out the back door of the bar. That was the last time anyone ever saw Kathy. She left a half-finished drink, which, please, hello, if you're going to go, you party foul. You guzzle. Yeah, right? or you get a to-go cup. Her cigarettes, her oh. jacket, and yeah. her house key. She totally thought she was coming and back. And her freaking umbrella. Hello? She thought no. she was coming back. She thought she was coming back. John Olson had come to the bar with his father, uncle, and two members of a crew that he had been working with laying bricks that day. Oh, they're bricklayers. On his way out the door, John borrowed his dad's keys to his pickup truck, to the dad's pickup truck. Okay. He's like, Dad, can I borrow your keys? This out is Mr. Olson. Olson, right. Oh, I lost my place. Oh, oh it oh, happens. Oh, oh, here we go. The, yeah, they yeah. all thought he would come back. Like he was just going to go out, you know, have a smoke, whatever, come back in. Yeah. They all thought he would be back, but he didn't come back. Oh, no. He didn't. He did not come back. So eventually they were like, well, hell's bells. We're just going to walk home. It was like a 15-minute walk. I would have walked home, very, very small. but I would have been real PO'd. Oh, I'm sure they were. I'm sure yeah. they were. they were blessing him out the whole way. The whole way. Then they get home, and he's at home. He'd just gotten out of the shower and he's headed out the door to the laundromat. Well, what could he be doing at the laundromat? And why does he need a shower? Well, he had just gotten off work and then he had some dirty clothes. Durr. Durr. Hello. It happens when you're a bricklayer. Oh, God, yeah. Imagine. Yeah, they get real dirty. And in May, I don't know what it's like in Nebraska, but May here, ugh, sticky, sweaty. hot, nasty. Real nasty. Sweaty. Yeah. His uncle kind of laughed, smirked as he was leaving and said, hey, did you get lucky? And John said, no, that as soon as they had gotten to the alley, Kathy had gotten into a pickup truck with some other guys. I don't believe And him. left. Right. The bartender and the owner of someplace else reported Kathy missing that night. And police began their investigation into Kathy's disappearance. On June 2nd, they interviewed John Olson. John told police that he and Kathy had gone into the alley behind someplace else. John said that he had propositioned Kathy for a little touch and feel. Oh, a little um, tickle giggle. <laughs> <laughs> What's it called? Slap and tickle. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, my. Anywho, Kathy turned him down. So John walked to his dad's pickup truck to, to leave. And as he was leaving, he said he saw Kathy get into another pickup tr- truck. Oh, my word. A puck-up a a truck. A puck-up truck. <laughs> trick. Oh, Lordy. More more bourbon, please. Yay. Another step. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. On June 6th, Olson was interviewed again by an investigator, this time with the Nebraska State Patrol. Okay. Olson told this investigator that he had asked Kathy if she wanted to go and go out back for a little... Slap and tickle. Touch and feel. <laughs> While they were sitting at the bar, but Kathy said no. So he asked her several more times, and finally well, she how many agreed. Times are you going to ask? I don't know. Finally she agreed to go outside to talk to him. He said that they stood by the passenger side of his dad's pickup truck. 
again, he asked Kathy to have sex with him. And Lord again, Kathy turned him down. Just go home and take care of yourself right. and get it over with. Come like, on. Like, get, just just get, go. Get, get to getting. This time, Olson said he got mad and tried to grab Kathy by her wrist to try and pull her into the truck. Because he doesn't know that no means no. <laughs> right. Because he said, of course, she's, what, what are you talking about? No. Your, your mouth kidding. is saying no, but the rest of you is saying yes. Hell yes. <laughs> <laughs> so he said he tried to grab her by the wrist, but she pulled away. And at that point, he said he slid from the passenger side of the truck to the driver's side of the truck. And he started to drive away. At that point, he said he saw Kathy get into another pickup truck. And he left his family and Olsen, members and crew oh, high and dry at the bar with no ride. Yeah, and Olson said, I went home and got a bath. After my bath, I got my dirty clothes together, and then I headed to the laundromat. And as I was leaving, I ran into my dad and my uncle, and that's that. And that's that. Yeah, that's okay. just it. Okay, Johnny. Police searched his pickup truck at that point. And they did not find anything that linked Kathy to that truck. There was no DNA evidence. There was nothing Kathy-related found in that truck. Nothing. Zero, zero, zero. But remember, this is June the 6th. She disappeared on May 31st. Yeah. Do you think she's vacuumed a couple of times? <laughs> With no leads in the he case. He took his truck to the laundromat. Yes. <laughs> With no leads in the case and obviously no bodies, so they can't prove that Kathy's dead or anything has happened to her, the case goes cold. Um, a resident did come forward about 10 days after Kathy's disappearance to report disappearance disappearance what is happening it's the bourbon oh yeah it's really good it just got our tongues all oh, something happening. <laughs> i don't know i'm gonna have to i don't know i don't know anyway this person did report that they had seen john olson cleaning that pickup truck the day after kathy disappeared he cleaned it so much that he took the seats out of the truck and hosed the interior down with a water hose oh my gosh yeah while that information did raise suspicions, it wasn't enough to make any kind of an arrest. You know? Are you sure? Because I feel like it is. It's still no. No? Evidently in 1989, it, it won't. Well, I feel like in these days, it, it might. Yeah. It will. It will. <laughs> in April of 1992, someone discovered the remains of a skull on a oh. piece of property locals called Party Hill. So it would be like our... Patrick's. Patrick's, right. Or Hatcher's. Right, right. There's a piece multiples. of property. It, this was a big piece. It was part of a ranch. Yeah. And people did live on the ranch, but not at this particular yeah. spot. Of the Had ranch. some fields. Had some fields. Drinking some, fields. Some plate party. It was Party Hill. It was Party Fields. Police were called and they began searching the property to see if there were any additional bones. And they did find more bones and they found the sweater that Kathy had been wearing when she disappeared. There was blood on the sweater, and a hole had been cut out in the abdominal section of the sweater. What? Right. DNA from the sweater confirmed that the remains belonged to Kathy. They, okay. they compared the blood sample to her mom, and okay. they were able to confirm. I don't think there was enough teeth for any kind of dental record. That's or a shame. Anyway, thank goodness the blood was there, else they wouldn't have known, right? A forensic anthropologist said that Kathy had suffered blunt trauma to the chest, 
face, and skull. She had indications of stab wounds to her wrist, her vertebrae, and her sacrum. So basically the pelvic area. <gasps> the pelvis. The pelvis. That's mean. Police that's wanted, a mean place to stab somebody. That's, that's I'm just going to point out right there. <laughs> that mean. is mean. That is mean. It's just mean. Mean spirited. Police wanted to talk to John Olson again, and he was real easy to find because he was in jail. No. He had been arrested on a sexual assault charge. Not Johnny. It seems that John had assaulted a clerk at a gas station. And let me tell you what he did. He grabbed her and pinned her to the ground, raised her shirt, and rubbed her stomach. Gross. What is that? That's gross. What is that? But I'm telling you, it's Can gross. Can I ask what he rubbed his stom- her stomach with? I guess. I don't know. His appendage? It didn't say that she was sexually assaulted. Just that it he said, raped. It said rape. Oh, yeah. Sexual assault. Yeah. I don't know what he rubbed on her tummy. Oh, come I do not on, know. John. I do not You're know. You're a sickoid. Yeah. That's disgusting. So they go to the jail and they, they interview him and his story didn't change. One more time, the case goes cold because what are you going to do? Right? In, a, in 2010. I'll tell and you what a, you do. You put his head in a vice. That's what you do. Yeah. And I'm not sure when this happened, but he was, he also arrested and sent to jail. I want to say maybe a little bit down further. And I don't think I actually wrote in the story about it. Oh, I know it was in back in 2003. So in 2000, this is 2010. They're, they're, they're now ramping up the case again. They kind of search into his cases like what yeah what's like you been what you've been up to and in 2003 Bozo. he was incarcerated for sticking needles into his two stepdaughter's stomachs what is it with the stomach He's got a stomach fetish what the fuck and there's a there's a word for it but there I, is? I couldn't pronounce that's it. a thing it's a thing what a sick ticket really come on a stomach oh i know Come on. So gross. Trout does not like it. Trout, I don't blame you. Trout, I don't enough. blame you. That's enough of it's, that. It's gross. It's just terrible. It's, but you like belly rubs. Yes, you do. But not in that kind of a way. No. no. <laughs> Definitely not. All right. So back to 2010. In an attempt to solve outstanding cases, the Nebraska State Patrol released a deck of cold case cards. I love it when they do this. I know. Me too. Um, it, they handed them out to the inmates. Yeah. To see if anybody in, yeah, in the here, jail play some had, poker. Right, play yeah. some poker. Hey, can you lay down, little puppy? So oh, sweet puppy. Oh, sweet boy. It's always Mrs. So belly yes. rub. I know. Here's a belly rub. Yes, you need to lay down. Kathy Beard was the two of spades <gasps> in wow. that deck. And don't, don't you just know? La dee da. <laughs> some inmates came forward and said, hey, I know that name. There's a guy that talked about her. Mm-hmm. Right? I wonder who he was. I don't know. Police then talked to an old cellmate mm-hmm. of Olson's, and he said that Olson had killed Kathy, that he said he did it. He killed, he told me he killed Kathy, and look around his stuff because he writes stuff down. Oh. Mm-hmm. So police decide they're going to arrest old John for the murder of Kathy Beard, and he is taken to jail to await trial. And just before the trial starts in 2013, John's mama comes in. To the police station, mm-hmm. and she has with her a diary. Oh, a diary just happened to surface, and it is a diary that says um, that Kathy Beard had actually been sold to a ranch in Nebraska, and she was a sex slave. 
And the people Wait, that own that whose place. Whose mama is this? John's. John's mama. Mama, stay out of it. <laughs> John's mama. Mm-hmm. And they, they said, she said, somebody delivered this in an unmarked envelope oh to my, my mailbox. Gladys. And it says right here. Sit down and shut that up. That Kathy Beard was on that sex ranch and that she was killed on that ranch. And my son had nothing to do with my it. My son didn't do He's it. He's a good boy. So of course, he police, just likes to rub a belly every once in a while. He just a good belly rub. <laughs> that he makes me, a good belly rub. Ooh, that makes me cringe. <laughs> so of course now police have to investigate it, right? Because you can't get evidence like that and not investigate it. I suppose. So they go out to this ranch and the, the, Man that had lived out there has passed away. Okay. His wife is still there and still alive, and she's 90. 90. And they start to interview her, and oh. she's like a preacher's wife. They're yeah. like, uh, no. Yeah, exactly. She's like, a what kind of way? What you And they say said to her, is there anybody that would, that, that you know, that would do something like this, that mm. would say that you had a, a sex slave? Oh, she must have been like, oh. Well, dear, don't say that. And she said, actually, yes, that when my husband died, there was a ranch hand named John Olson. Okay. Who was very mad because he felt like that he should have inherited part of the ranch. Okay. And he did not. And no, he got I'm real still mad. living on it. So they go and find this John Olson, and he admits, I made up the diary. There he really delivered wasn't... it to Gladys? Yes. Have mercy. Sorry, Gladys. I thought you were in on it. Yeah, he did. And but, but it was all still a freakatoid. Yes, very freaky. Um, but yeah, no, that pit turned out to be a lie. And they did charge John Olson with um obstruction. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So and tampering. tampering. Tampering with a case. What is that? The the tampering thing. I thought it was obstruction. Oh, there you go. Or or could it be witness tampering? No, because no. she wasn't a witness. No. Just let's say obstruction. There was some obstruction. There was a situation. Mm-hmm. So John's trial starts. Now, this is very interesting because it's 2013. This happened in 1989. Yeah. And there is not one piece, not one shred. Oh, my goodness. Trout is having a panic attack. Oh, Trout. Just having yeah, a panic attack. We still need some buy me a coffee money and killer vanilla <laughs> Money to get Trout some kind of a therapy or some kind of doggy bourbon, like we talked in our New Year's oh, resolution. Yeah, that's right. We got to come up with the doggy bourbon. Yes. Here's the good news: now that we've got these microphones that we can walk around with, mm-hmm. I just sit on the sofa and he can get all his issues quietly resolved. We'll see when we do the playback. <laughs> yes, <laughs> as he sneezes. So, like I said, there was no physical evidence. To present, but Olson did make some incriminating statements while he was in jail waiting for his trial because they just cannot keep their mouth shut. They really can't. They go to jail they, and they're like, oh, I'm in jail, I'm going to talk. Yeah, diarrhea of the mouth. <laughs> and phone calls. Yeah, that, I'm going to call on. people and I'm going to say people things. And, tell things and then nobody will ever know. He's talking to his wife on the phone and he's like, I, there can't be any DNA evidence, right? Like, I'm trying to figure out what they might have on me. And she's like, well, they shouldn't have anything on you because you didn't do it, exactly. right? Exactly. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But just in case, you know, you know, I told you I grabbed her wrist. Maybe she bumped her head and there was blood or something and they got it. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what happened. I think he cut that sweater out because he rubbed something off yes. on that sweater. 
Yes. He was trying to do the belly rock. That's thing. what, that is what the prosecutor thought it as well. Gag. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm serious. Like, uh, it's very disturbing. It's so, oh God. It's a fetish and it has a name and I don't know I what don't it is because I don't want to know it. I don't want to know that this exists. No. I can't no, unhear it. No. He also wrote in a journal while he was in jail. Um, he didn't come right out and say that he did it, but he certainly didn't help his case with some of what he wrote. Mm-hmm. Several women testified at the trial that when Olson would get mad at them, that he would threaten to do to them what he had done to Kathy <gasps> to keep them straight. Okay, mm-hmm. champ. This is one of the statements that he wrote in his journal. I guess the whole import of this thing with the missing one has not hit home yet, but it should as they are now looking for charges. If they do prefer charges, well, damn, I don't see how and how they how they can hang me for anything. He just can't help himself. He cannot. And, he, and he another, can't stop talking or putting pen to paper. Just keep your thought, your innards thoughts. Your innards. innards. Keep your keep innards. Keep your innards in your thoughts. Keep your thoughts in your innards. And another excerpt that I read, he talked about. Um, he called them belly, stomachs, middles. He was like, I don't care what you call it. I just love it. Oh, what? Where does and that then, come from? I know. And then he starts never heard of that. rating um, women that he liked the most, right? And he, According to their bellies? At, according to his experience with them, oh, belly man. and all. Mm-hmm. And he kind of puts them in order about who he liked the best. And he said, you know, obviously CB was <gasps> the best of all. That was the best experience of my life. <gasps> yeah. He's not very smart. No. No. It's because it, these murderers have these egos. Right. That they have to consistently feed. Yeah. Like nobody's going to think I did it. No. Well, yeah, you're weird. You're weird. You're a weirdo, John. You're a weirdo. John Olson. Olson. Way you, to go. You are not right. Champ. No. You're a chump. You're a chump. Champ. That's right. Um, so... Yeah, he didn't. It's just, he was nasty. He was just nasty. Nasty. It took a jury six hours to convict him of second degree murder. I'm surprised it took that long. (laughs) I guess they had to order dinner. Well, I think they they got, there was no, it was all circumstantial. I I think that's the hardest part of the whole thing is that it was all circumstantial. I'm actually a little bit surprised if he hadn't written in those journals. And talk. And the jurors actually got to read excerpts from oh, good. the journals when they went back to deliberate. So I think they had a lot to get through. And his handwriting. Yeah. Um, anyway, they they convict. They say he guilty. He did he guilty. it. He guilty. He guilty. And he was sentenced to life in prison. And then right after that case ended, he immediately requested a new trial, saying, uh, "You read my journal. You're not allowed to read my journal." Why? Because that's private. I understand, but it's an investigation. That's right. That's not private. Anyway, there's all kind of legal blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the judge said, no, you're not getting a new trial. You need to go spend your life in prison. Mm -hmm. He did appeal his case in 2016, and he cited, like, it's pages and pages and pages of documents about how. Because he's been spending time in the law library. (laughs) Exactly. Now he's got stuff to say. That appeal was denied. He ain't getting out. Uh -uh. He ain't getting out. Trout's now trying to play ball. He never plays ball. Never. I don't even know where this ball came from. I, I don't just either. don't know. God help us. I know. He's just too cute. Oh, he's so oh, sweet. That ball's as big as his head. It is. 
And that's my murder. That is my murder. God so he bless. He was convicted Kathy. and he was sent to jail. Life. life. He got life. He's, but, and he comes that. But, next it time not, he, but it's not life, no parole. Well, he comes up for parole again in 2023, but he hadn't had any success since he's been in jail. All right. Well, everybody in Nebraska needs to go and find out when that is and go write the judge and write the parole board and write the write the everything and and go to the hearing. Listen, I'd like to know how many. I mean, there are probably people that are like, dude, dude, he's not safe to the community because every time he comes to the parole board, he asks everybody to their stomach. (laughs) He says, can everybody wear a belly shirt, please? (laughs) I request the board wear a belly shirt. Yes. Mm -hmm. And my attorney. Nasty, nasty fella. That's gross. He's grody. Okay, well, that's two interesting murders that we've knocked out. Oh, I was going to tell you one thing. When they were looking for Kathy's body, uh-huh. they're, they they knew it was Kathy. Even I mean, they had to do the DNA test sure, just to, to verify, to but because there was nobody else reported missing in Ord at that time. Oh. So there it really couldn't have been anybody else Mm-mm. unless somebody well, I mean, from out of town. Somebody, somebody was out of town. Right, but. Yeah. Anyway, mm. there you go. Ord, Nebraska. Ord, Ord Nebraska. Someplace else tavern. Nebraska. Okay. I don't know a lot about Nebraska. I don't know anything about Nebraska. Mm-hmm. No, we should learn. Yeah. Shame I on know us. that in 1989, there was a terrible murder. Well, and by, there's a place called belly, a belly toucher. Bar, a belly toucher. Oof. And I can just say that we should learn more about Nebraska so that we do not continue to be Nebraska ignorant. I will learn three facts about Nebraska and have them ready for our next podcast. I And now you've got homework. And I would find another murder in Nebraska, but this is the only one I found there so far. Oh, gosh. Well, Nebraska seems to be a good place to live. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Is that where that the belly? children of the corn were? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. Um, but they need to keep that belly toucher. I know that's a thing in Nebraska. I'm not okay with that. You got a risk, a risk area there. (laughs) That's a risk area. So yeah. All right. Well, listen, we made it. Oh gosh. We got to taste our thing, please. Hello. While you're doing that, I'm going to talk about social media and blah, blah, blah. Oh, wait. So, huh? I said, oh, right. So just to remind people, we are no longer on Podbean. So if you used to listen to us on Podbean, and you're trying to listen to us right now on Podbean, you're not listening to us. Oh. So we're not on Podbean. And in the transition, if you ever listen to us on our Google, not our Google, on our webpage, Sugar Coated Pod, um, we're not, it's not up and running. I, I got to figure out how to transfer it over to our new network. So you can find us on the Believe Network. If you go to believe.com, B-L-E-A-V.com, and you can just type in the search sugar-coated murder will come up and you can listen straight from there. But then we're all, we're on all the other. Oh yeah. Too. Still, Spotify it has, and all that. Yeah, it has stuff. taken a little bit of time to get us transferred over, but we're still on Apple. We're still on Spotify. Um, I heart we're sw- we're still switching over, but it's, it's going to show up Pandora, all that stuff. Um, we're still on Alexa. We're all still on Amazon music. We're on all the, a bunch of the like pod chaser stitcher. We're still on those. So just be patient. I know that if you're listening to this, somehow you found us. Yay. So we appreciate that. Good job. I know. And um, just don't We've forget. We've missed you. Thank you so much for your patience. We, we so appreciate that y'all have been patient. We've gotten yeah. a lot of people that have checked in on us, which was really sweet. And I'm, I'm sorry that it just, COVID just hit us really, really hard. And it just has, t- t- it really took a toll. Yeah. And I mean, obviously I didn't see Karen for... 
at least two Ten, weeks. Yeah, 14 days, I guess. I would yeah. leave groceries on her yeah, doorstep and go, but yeah. I never, we never laid eyes on each other. No, my whole family got it. Yeah. So, but, but, but and you and your boy didn't. Me and my boy did and not. And that's crazy because we were together Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. I know. By so, the grace but, of God. I know, by the grace of God. So we all got it. My husband and I are still the only, I think we're the only two that are really still trying to get over it. Maybe my daughter's got some tiredness issues too. But we thank you for your patience and we thank you for everybody that reached out to check on us and to wish us well. That was so sweet of y'all. And we just love y'all to pieces. We do. We are, we still have all of our social media. It's the same Instagram at sugar coated murder. We're at, at sugar murder on Twitter and we're on Facebook. We've got the fan page and we've got the Facebook page, sugar coated murder podcast. So you can still reach us. Our email is still the same murder.sugarcoated at gmail.com. And now we're going to taste these cookies. Mm-hmm. Um, you already have some I in took your a mouth. Bite. <laughs> I, you were talking and I was uh, like, oh, I'm just going to oh eat this. Okay. Isn't that crazy? This is so good. It is so good. I'm going to say it's an elevated little Debbie. Wow. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Mm. Gosh, my husband is going to be so excited about this. <laughs> <laughs> this is so, guys, this is really good. This would be a really great thing for a like a, a bake sale. Oh, yes. yes. And we said we were going to do a bake sale. Well, we're still working on it. In 2022. So this would be a good item for that. Yeah, this might be a good item for us to be able to mm-hmm. ship out because I think it would ship well. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Y'all stay sweet. And don't murder. Because if you murder. No, if, I oh, you did, did it, wrong. it wrong because I was looking at it you. Co- what? <laughs> and I knew that you always say it's it wrong. It's my fault. Yeah, because I was trying to jump in there so you wouldn't say what you always say. If you kill people, we will talk about you. And we love y'all pieces. Bye, y'all. This has been Sugar Coated Murder Podcast, a deliciously entertaining true crime podcast. Like what you heard? You can always explore past episodes by visiting sugarcoatedpod.com. Don't forget to like our Facebook fan page and share with friends. Thanks for listening to Sugar Coated Murder Podcast. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.